Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. Happy last days of November as we head, 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 uh, I guess head first into December. The December to Remember sales event. Thank you. Happy Honda days to everyone. Oh, are you getting a Honda? I mean, I'm just, I'm just here for Toyota thons. Mm. I mean, it would probably be less expensive than your current car. I mean, anything would be less expensive if you're buying it during the December to Remember sales event. Do you think they still have those now that there's such a car shortage? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying, everyone says is how that, hard is it still is. still a car shortage? Yes, everyone says how hard it is to get a car right now, and I'm wondering if they're still going to have these big sales events if everyone is, like, marking up their cars. Well. Listen, They all, can have a sales event and just sell it at retail. In, you know, in a lot of my um, Facebook groups that I'm in. A lot of people need cars. <laughs> a lot of people need cars and a lot of people are complaining 
well, a lot of them, it's like moms and they're like minivans are like 60K minimum now. Like everything's getting way marked up. People are going to different states to buy cars. Yeah, that seems seems pretty wild. I just, I guess I thought it would be kind of like quote unquote over by now, this whole car shortage thing. Well, no, the reality of the microchip shortage, quote unquote, is that we, we, you know, to get caught up on that is going to take a little while, and then to get caught up on the catching up, where you know what I mean. Mm. That's like a, it's like a two stage process of trying to get it back to normal manufacturing, right? Because you know, pandemic happened. Everyone's like, oh, we can cancel all these orders for all these microchips. And then it was like, J.K. LOL. Hashtag December to remember. <laughs> Happy Honda days. I love car Christmas commercials with giant bows on the top. Mm-hmm. Did you ever want one? A giant bow? Yeah, like, you know, a surprise. Like, you come home and there's a car with a giant bow. Depends. Is it like a brand new car or did someone just put a bow on my car? <laughs> I was thinking like a brand new car. Mm. I don't know because it would have to... It means someone else picked it out for you. Yeah, and also I'd be like, okay, thank you. Am I responsible for the tax on this? Right. <laughs> Has it been registered? What's happening? I mean, I think it's usually like Is a, there a lot of legwork I now have to do? That's fair. I feel like it's it's like a rich child sweet 16 kind of thing. I'm not even remotely familiar with any of this. Like, I feel like when they, when MTV used to have my super sweet 16 on, do you remember that yes, show? Yes, that I do remember. Yeah, so like, I feel like a lot of times, like, it would be the sweet 16 and like, the kid would come out of the house and there would be like, a Range Rover with a big bow on it. Right, and then like, they'd be like, we can't, I can't drive it yet. Yeah. Because I just turned, I just 16, turned 16 and don't have a permit. Yeah. I think you can get a permit before 16 in some states. I think, you know, it's all state dependent, honey. Yeah. But no, I mean, I've never had like the dream of a car. I think, you know, surprising someone with a car is like. That feels, that feels. Take all the wind out of their sails. Yeah. I don't know. It's also like, it's such a big purchase that. Although in fairness, I did kind of like drove home with that car. You didn't know what I was getting. Yeah, but we had talked. We knew. Yeah, we true. Were that That's true. Model. But like, it was like, what color? What what trim level? Yeah, but I think you texted me and asked, like, silver or I should have put a bow on it. You should have a President's Day bow mare. You should have. I feel like the way it often worked was like the daughter would go to the dealership with her parents, and they would like look at a bunch of cars, and they would be like, "Oh, I love this one," and then like. The parents would like secretly buy it. I have so many more thoughts about children getting cars than I ever thought you would. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I'm just fascinated by it. I I don't know. I'm curious. Like, when did the whole giving someone a car with a bow on it, like, when did that start? I'm guessing it started during some sort of commercial for Mm. something like, uh, you know, new Lexus or the new Infinity Q30. Feels older than that, though. Hmm. I don't know. Someone look into this for me, please. Have you ever been gifted a car with a bow? If so, please write in to tell us this. Also, where do you buy giant bows for cars? Well, and also, like, 
when did this start? If you have any insight into when this started, please let me know. Sounds like a... Mm, I'm trying to think of the website that would have this story. <laughs> Origin of cars with large bows on it. Origin of gift cars with mm, big bows. I, I, don't, I don't know if you're going to get anything back on that. It's an interesting... It's an interesting Google. CapitalOne.com. That's not who I would expect to have the... the Has (laughs) has an article. 10 little known facts about giant car bows. (laughs) Well, that's different. No, it's not. This is exactly what I'm thinking. No, that's them going like, you've used Capital One to purchase a car. Now let me tell you about how you could present that car. Okay, but it goes into everything we're talking about. Okay, this is actually fascinating. It was a Lexus. Yeah. In 1998, the luxury car maker debuted the Big Bose as part of its December to Remember commercials. And no matter how implausible it seemed to get a $35,000 Lexus as a gift, the pure whimsy of loopy red bows plopped on top of car roofs captivated viewers. Thank you. The ads are also credited with helping transform December for one of the slowest times of year for auto sales to one of the most vibrant. Happy Honda days. Replete with holiday closeout sales and Black Friday specials. And then in 2000, Lydia, no, Linda King decided she wanted to surprise her daughter with her dream car, a VW Beetle. Oh, remember those? Yeah. With a giant bow on top, but she couldn't find a bow big enough, so she made one herself. After seeing her daughter's reaction, it sparked a business idea. King size bows was born in her home. Oh, that's fucking in Costa Mesa, California. Had that last name already. Yes, dealers bought most of the bows at first, but in 2003, Lexus came calling, and after appearing in the December to Remember campaign, King's bow business boomed. Wow. And then Oprah used the king size bows for when, when you get a car and you get a car and yep, you get a car. Everybody got a, a Pontiac Aztec. Yes. How do you? No, it was a Pontiac G6. Oh, that's right. Um, Pontiac Aztec was given There's away a guy named Michael Rudolph, also appropriate holiday theme name, um, who on the East Coast, he has a car bow store in Warminster, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Uh, what do you do with it? I feel like the car bow should be a rentable item. You know, you can also get from king size bows, you can get a bow for a plane, a train, a building, a billboard, or even a tank. That's cool. That like, I remember bows on buildings. Decorative. Wow. They weren't like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't like someone was totally. gifted a bow. I mean, totally. a building rather. Oh, how do you get a giant bow to stay in place? suction cups that doesn't even i don't know if it's a particularly windy place uh all right well this is the you know what capital one this might have been spawn con but this was very informative spawn con <laughs> i'm glad that we have gotten to the bottom of it for everybody i mean it was gonna bother me and that i was correct that it was either alexis or infinity yeah I see. I just assumed it had been around for longer than that, but no. No, I have a very uh, good memory regarding television things. Because <laughs> mm. <laughs> to me, the bow is like a TV thing, right? You know, right, right. Not a 
as we discussed, not a thing that would people really, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Now I know if I ever need a bow for my plane, I know where to go. Your G7? Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, happy post Thanksgiving. Hello, everybody. Hope your turkeys went well. Our oh. turkey went well. Hope some of you used the recipe that I recipied. Matt used the recipe that he recipied. Mm-hmm. Page 133 usual. of the... America's Test Kitchen cookbook from 2015. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because you usually try to find it in their app and then like you can never find it. But you were like, oh, I'll just use our millions of cookbooks. We're like we have several America's Test Kitchen. And the problem, well, the problem is like, it's like they, they, it's so, it's named, you know, roast turkey stuff. It's like traditional. Then there's an the old, fa- they have an old fashioned then they have like Julia Child's and then like yes. there's like so many variations of yes. the turkey recipe that they have. Yes. And have aired on television. Yes. That it becomes muddled and difficult. Yes, totally. But that dry brine, that's 100% a winner. Yeah, I mean, honestly, ever since Matt started cooking the turkeys for our family's Thanksgivings, like every time everyone's like, oh, this turkey, it's so moist. It's not dry. Mm-hmm. Everyone just goes in expecting dry turkey. Well, I mean, we all grew up with dry turkeys. So. Yeah. I get it. Thank you. Uh, what else? How was your week? What's happening? Your Thanksgiving week? Well, you know, it's Thanksgiving week, so a little weird. Um, Kate, my other podcast co-host. Mm-hmm was away all week so we didn't have any forever 35 stuff going on so it's like a little it was a little yeah it was a little break for me um because we didn't have to record or anything so that was nice I like a november lull yeah i mean it did the kind of thing where like it has felt like since halloween that like the year is over well particularly in los angeles for some reason yeah, because the entertainment industry Nothing's takes, happening now, guys. Yeah, they take I will not be getting a job until at least the middle of January. They take like they take a week for Thanksgiving and then they take two weeks at the end of the year. And then the period between Thanksgiving and the end of the year is just sort of like seems to be universally understood as a time when nothing gets done. Yeah, nobody's gonna <laughs> get anything done. So it's just weird. It's um, a fascinating place to be. As, like, someone who was on the periphery of the entertainment industry, just, like, it, it was it was, conf- it was very confusing for me at first because I came from a culture, New York media culture, where, like, no one took days off, like, ever. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, we, especially when I worked for a weekly papers, like, we didn't get, you know, if there was, like, a Monday holiday, like, we didn't get the Monday off. Welcome to Los Angeles where we stretched that into a five-day holiday. Right. And then, like, you know, even the week between Christmas and New Year's, like, it depended where I was, but a lot of places, you know, you you could take it off, and a lot of people did take it off, but, like, there always had to be people still working to, like, keep the, the site or whatever it was going, yeah. and so I never took it for granted that I would have that time off, and I often didn't. Oh, you never, like, planned a frivolity during that time because you're like, yeah, I'll probably work. 
Right. Or if I did, I planned it like well in advance and like had to request the time off and like had to make sure that like enough people on my team were going to be available and like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, like I, I, I worked retail for a long time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, it's the opposite of the off season for us. Right. And like I always believe it or not, my least favorite day of the year to work of the 365 day calendar or 66 in a leap year um, is December 26th. Mm. It is. I always have said it's busier than Black Friday. It is. It just is. Yeah. Why? I'm. It's like returns and people return, with gift cards. Yeah, returns. People, and also people trying to find bargains. I mean, look, I was at the Apple store. Oh. People knew not to find bargains. Right. <laughs> I mean, I remember in high school, like, my uncle would often have me work Christmas morning. At the candy store? Yes, because he wanted to, like, catch people who were, like, going through the mall looking for last-minute gifts or something. It was always, like, so weird. We mm-hmm. were always, like, the only people open. And people would be like, you're open? And we'd be like, yeah. <laughs> And he paid me, I think he paid me double time, but I made $6 an hour. So. You should have been like, you should have just said, I'm Jewish. And they would have gone like, oh, okay. Yeah. Because they were like worried that you're a child did. that had to have work on Christmas. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 16 like, year old. <laughs> so like in retrospect, I'm like, why did I agree to that? Why are you working during the December to remember sales events? Yeah, exactly. Get out of here. Um, Don't you know there are bows for cars now? But there always were like random people who would come in and like buy like would buy because they were like desperate for a gift yeah, or something of course you now know? someone's getting 73 feet of gummy worm yeah or like a big box of harbor sweets do you remember those do those still exist salt taffy no they were um handcrafted new england chocolates ah no i don't remember them they came in boxes at like in at the time, to me, they seemed extremely fancy. I think now I'd be like, oh, these are nice, but not like, you know. It's not like a Werther's original. <laughs> um, but they made these little, um, like, English toffee covered in, like, white chocolate. And then I think there was, like, some milk or dark chocolate on the bottom. And they were shaped like sails. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Wait, do you mean, like, a December to remember sails event? Yes, that's exactly what I mean. Nice. Wait, here they are. Here they are. Sweet sloops. <laughs> I, only, is, I only know what a sloop is because of the Beach Boys. Oh, my God. I, I exactly Jumbie. remembered what they look like. Look at that. Oh, I've seen those. I'm sure you've seen them. They're very good. I have not had one in probably 30 years. Maybe I should order some. Hang on. Christmas is coming. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, see, now they don't even seem that expensive. Like a a 36-piece box is $37, which is like... That is expensive. It's expensive, but it's not... That's expensive now. It's not insane. It's more than a dollar per piece of chocolate. That's true. Which is like bananas. They're handmade. I don't care whose hand is making them. Nor what day are they being made? It's their best-selling chocolate. Get me a Hershey kiss. <laughs> it's the chocolate that launched their company. All right, we're going to take a break. All right, we'll be right back. 
One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombus just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like you know uh, stripes on the top of it. it's like oh hey look at me i'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person they've got those too and they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff you know if for all you frill seekers out there folks all i'm saying is you heard me talk about bombas for years now i don't know why you haven't done anything about it get comfy this spring and give back with bombas Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Okay, we're back. Wow, I have not thought about Harbor Suites. I can't believe I even remembered the we name. We took a 14-minute break and Dory hasn't stopped talking about Harbor Suites. <laughs> We took like a 14 second. What's break. funny about that is no one will know that I'm lying and we I know. took a like a, a half a second pause. I know. It's so mean. But I like that someone at home is like, wow, she would not shut up about these harbor suites. <laughs> um just a reminder, 
You can email us about Harbor Suites or anything else at DorianMatt at Gmail or Matt and Dory Gmail or call or text us at 413-461-BABY. If you are if you are Harbor Suites and you happen to be listening I was just thinking, this, maybe someone who works for Harbor Suites is listening to please this. Please reach out <laughs> or just send a bunch to the Forever 35 PL box. It's on our Instagram. Um <laughs> You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash excellentadventure. We're still, we're considering whether we're going to do another recap situation because that was kind of fun. We are? Yeah. Remember you said you wanted to do Holiday Bake Off? Oh, yeah, but it's only two episodes. Oh. And I was like, well, that's not fun. You and know it's like what? One episode is, it's just like one episode is the, is, is the ex-bakers. Mm-hmm. Including Kim Joy. Kim Joy's back. Oh, Kim Joy. And then the other one is Celebrities. And I'm like, this is like, Um, I haven't watched it yet, but people seem to be enjoying that new show, The Big Brunch on HBO. Not familiar. It's Bake Off with Brunch. It's a brunch competition show. (laughs) Okay. I don't know. Just throwing it out there. I always think of Ina Gardner. Gardner? And her, and her, yeah, whatever, however her last Ina name Garten. Is. Garten. Ina Garten. It's not Gartner? No, it's not. <laughs> anyway, I think of her and Jeffrey. Uh-huh. When I think of brunch. Oh yeah, they like a they like a big brunch, big rich brunch. What does Jeffrey do? Oh yeah, he's like a Broadway person. Is that right? <laughs> Why do I remember that? I don't know. Um, Point is, I bet Ina has gotten a car with a bow on it. Totally. <laughs> oh, Jeffrey. Oh, Jeffrey. I've made you French toast. <laughs> I got you a car. <laughs> um, okay. We heard last week from a listener who seemed like was going through some secondary infertility stuff and it sounded like her doctor wanted her to do, she said, I believe she said an SHG, which I took to mean a sonohistogram. Maybe she meant an HSG, which is a different test. But either way, she was like, should I do this? And we were both like, yeah. And we got some feedback from listeners who were like, yeah. Also said, yeah. Yeah. Because if I remember correctly, the listener was also already convinced that the test would find nothing. Yes, which as I... And then you were like, firsthand experience. (laughs) I I too was I literally, I remember saying to Matt, why are we doing this? This is like, this is so pointless and it's just wasting time. And I was like, shut up and don't eat anything yet. We got to go in and you can't eat for 14 hours. And then the surgical center was like, we don't have electricity. And then delayed a couple more hours. I'm like, you still can't eat. <laughs> Do we end up doing the surgery that day or we came back? I don't even remember. I don't know. Our listeners might remember because I don't remember. Oh, that was a time. Okay. Uh, this is from Gigi. Hi, Matt and Dory. Couldn't help but write in after hearing a listener debate doing an HSG. If you can't read the whole email, here's my message. Do the ever-loving HSG. I wrote in earlier this year before going to a new clinic and being conflicted, doing another round while after having cysts, hyper-responding to meds, and getting one normal PGT-tested embryo that didn't take. Our first RE was like, maybe I'd adjust medications to justify doing another round. I specifically asked about further testing, which he balked at. Well, we went to the new clinic. Their protocol is for everyone to do an HSG before starting, even with known male factor issues. We found out with one test that I have endometriosis and hydrosalpinx, which is the fancy term for blocked fallopian tubes. Plus my ovaries are misshapen. 
which could contribute to less than ideal egg quality. So paying $1,000 for the HSG gave me more information on our infertility issues than $35,000 of an IVF round. But, you know, you put it into those, uh, into that sort of, uh, you frame it like that, mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, well, we could just keep guessing on meds for you at 35 grand a pop. Totally. <laughs> or we could do this test. <laughs> yeah. It really makes you think. Uh, knowledge is power. Do the ever-loving HSG. It'll equip you with information either way. Also, trust your gut about your providers. If you feel like they're not great, not listening to you, they're probably the worst and are really not listening to you. <laughs> Thanks, Gigi in Georgia. Very fair. Um, and Aaron wrote in with a similar story and said, in all of the blood work and testing that my doctor ordered during IVF, I discovered that I have antiphospholipid syndrome. It's a somewhat rare blood clotting disorder. And one of the main symptoms is multiple miscarriages. It's also something that you can develop later in life. If she hasn't been tested, it can be diagnosed through blood work and treated during pregnancy with blood thinners worth checking. I also agree that all of the other tests that she mentioned are probably worth it. Most likely way cheaper than IVF. Thanks for your pod. I always enjoy listening. If you're ever looking for pod topics, I would be interested in hearing how to successfully travel with a baby slash toddler. As oh you've done God. more of this than I have traveling, especially flying with my one year old has been rough tips, please. Aaron, one Aaron. science baby, two adults, two dogs, 65 inch TV, one hot dog in 2022. Aaron, I would just listen to uh, last year's post Thanksgiving episode when we got back from Florida. Because that's definitely an episode where we talked about it. And because we, we have talked about it quite a bit. We also talked about it after we flew in July of 2021. There you go. And that was a comma tragedy, a tragic comedy of errors. <laughs> and in 2022, <laughs> in July, we had a more successful trip. But that, yeah, My, that late what I will what I will briefly I say is traveling with babies and toddlers is very easy. Then it gets hard for quite some time for like a year and then it gets easier and then it gets easy. I'm like, my instinct right now is uh, I don't know how Henry would be as traveling a travel person right now. What? He's very, you know, mobile. Yeah, but he loves Bluey and Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah. Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. But he, I mean, I guess if he, if he, if he can figure out the iPad controls himself, and we don't have to be like changing episodes every constantly. Second, skipping the beginning, starting from specific points. It's like right. That's true. Because that is uh, that is tedious. Yeah, and you know, I wonder how he would do. Because over the summer, when we traveled with him on a plane, we just put him in a diaper, even though he was potty trained. Yeah, and now I feel like yeah, it wouldn't he wouldn't stand? He for wouldn't it. stand He's for like, no, that. I'm not going to um, do that. But the flush in the airport in the airplane bathroom is extremely loud. He would have to go back to his seat. Hmm. So, so, um, yeah, we can, canceling headphones. <laughs> we can talk about this more. Um, but I, I think that the period between like eight months and like 18 to 20 months is the toughest because, they're mobile and not sleeping enough, not sleeping enough and not that interested in screens yet. Unless your child is interested in screens, in which case that's great. Um, but yeah, like once you can kind of plop them in front of an iPad or, you know, whatever tablet it makes things a lot easier. Yeah. 
And also when they're out of diapers, like when you don't have to potentially change like a big poop sure. in an air, in a tiny airplane bathroom is that makes things easier as well. <laughs> Just got an email from American Express that said, I'm pre-approved to apply. I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> That's hmm. nothing. What is that? That's nothing. That's like when people say, I got a, I got a press release the other day that said about a uh, Oscar qualified film. <laughs> Oh, dear. <laughs> That's like when in journalism, people will say that they were nominated for a Pulitzer. It's like anyone can be nominated for a Pulitzer. I could nominate you for a Pulitzer. Please do. <laughs> I don't know why you haven't. Well, you'd have to publish something. But like if you've published anything, like you, you, you can technically be nominated rude. for a Pulitzer. I've published things. Okay. Semi-reputable things. Sure. Um. All right. One... Guys, she's so dismissive More of my email. journalism. <laughs> this is from Emily. I'm writing in to respond to the listener who wanted fourth trimester self-care. Some self-care things I really enjoyed postpartum were ice pads and a donut pillow. If you end up having a vaginal delivery and a hot water bottle for if you end up having a C-section. My biggest self-care tip is to be kind to yourself. Intellectually, you know having a child changes everything. But as Dory said, you don't really know what it's like until you're in it. I felt so much pressure to make sure every feed and every nap went well and it didn't. And I would spiral and think I messed up my daughter for life. I probably had PPA, but didn't realize it at the time. You're going to do great. Emily in Brooklyn with one husband and toddler and 55 inch OLED, which my husband, which my uncle insists is too small. <laughs> Your uncle's on. He's on it. He gets it. Um, yeah. Ugh. Those like yeah you know, at the golf course the other day. Um, trying to remember what day it was. Do you remember what day it was where Henry got up at three thirty and I never got back to sleep? E Sunday into Monday. Um, maybe or Monday into Tuesday. I don't remember. He's been a real cantankerous sleeper lately. Yeah. I think he's probably ready to drop his nap, but like I'm not ready to drop his nap. So why are you not ready to drop his nap? Well, it's like a it's like a break in the middle of the day. Yeah, but that's for us two days a week. <laughs> I know. Do you think we should just drop the nap? I mean, I think if his if he's signaling every which way from Sunday that He's, uh, I know I would I guess I would like him to have some sort of like just like downtime in the middle of the day but I don't know maybe he doesn't what need does it. that mean like looking at books or listening to something or you know just like chilling out in his room by himself I mean it's hard to say because it's like I think nap time should always be offered mm -hmm. and, and be like hey but we need to nap you can nap because some nights some days he takes two and a half hour naps yeah, although those have gone fewer and farther between. Hmm. Anyway. Anyway, I was at the golf course in the morning, and then I was saying to the nice um, lady, Eileen, older lady, um, I was telling her that I hadn't been back to sleep yet. She was like, you should go in front of us, Matt. I'm like, I was like, I don't feel like I can move at a pace. <laughs> That would be reasonable. Like, mm -hmm. Three-year-old woke up at 3.30 and I haven't been to sleep yet. And she's like, oh, just the one? Are you going to have more? And I was like, 
This is too early to be reminded of my infertility. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It just comes at you out of nowhere. You're like, what? Yeah, I know. Why are you reminding me about this? People really like to to ask you that. It's really annoying. Is it one enough right now, everyone? (sighs) Yeah. Um... Okay. That's my story about IVF. Thank you. Um, all right. We are going to read one more email and then we're going to take a break. This is from Andrea. Hey, Matt and Dory, just writing after listening to episode 402 to say I had hyperemesis during uh, my pregnancy with daughter back in 2008. I also had moderate postpartum depression and anxiety after my daughter was born. Both experiences were torturous enough that I've never forgotten. Both are the reasons my daughter is an only child. I honestly never understood the notion that women forget the discomforts and pain of pregnancy and childbirth. I can literally imagine the nausea and vomiting and resulting hospital stays so vividly that it horrifies me still 15 years later. I was hoping treatment for hyperemesis had improved since 2008, but from your listeners' more recent experiences, it doesn't sound like it. Months-long physical and or mental discomfort are not minor things. Hyperemesis made for a physical and mental struggle I was not anticipating. Postpartum mental illness derailed my life for years, destroyed my first career, etc. I don't think anyone should feel bad about not having further children as a result of initial rough experiences with any of these pregnancy-related things. Truly love listening to your show. One of these days when finances are more solid, I will become a Patreon follower. Andrea in New York's Catskills and her stats are one small dust-collecting TV in 2,000 square feet with one husband, one daughter, one dog, and two cats. No hot dogs anymore because my taste buds protested the last time I tried to eat one. Now, Andrea, are you from? Are you a lifelong hot dog eater? And then suddenly one day they were like, "Not anymore." Hmm. That's my question. Good question. All right, we're gonna take a short. I like really liked something, Dory. Yeah. Yes. And suddenly one day I was like, "I don't like that." Yeah. Mm Hmm. I try it again. Mm Hmm. You know, that's Mm -hmm. all. Okay. Like Dory's trash bread that I ate. (laughs) More on that when we return. Oh, God. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Hello, I'm Matt, and I ate bread out of the trash. <laughs> um, but yeah. she made me. I made um, this cranberry nut bread, and like something got messed up with it, and it came out weird. And Henry was like, I don't like it. And so like, I was just like, and it sat out all day. It didn't look anyone like anyone was eating it. And so I was just like, okay, I'm throwing this out. And then Henry went to throw out a banana peel and he was like, mama, why did you throw out the bread, the cranberry bread? And I was like, because no one liked it. He was like, I like, and then Matt's like, I liked it. I liked Everyone it. starts like yelling. And like, I'm what like, what do you do that for? Why are you <sighs> destroying bread? Like, Jesus Christ. So. I took it out of the trash. And I was, was like, what are you doing? We're going to eat fine. trash bread. But then guess what? He ate trash bread. Yeah, I did eat trash bread. Yeah. She was like, it's on top of this dirty plastic bag. 
It was fine, as evidenced by the fact that you ate it and you're fine. I mean, so that's relative. I'm not actually that fine. Really? Have you seen me? I mean, I don't. Did you not see our family photos where I look like Dom DeLuise? I thought they came out so cute. I didn't even doing the laugh. Uh, Listen, Dom DeLuise had a great career. Sure did. You should be l- so lucky to have Dom DeLuise's career. Mm, I mean, you're not wrong. Um. All right. This is from Julia. Um, she wrote in to say, thanks so much for reading my email this week. I think you moved on before chatting about Henry's speech delay, though. Just sending over a note in case you have the time to touch on it in the next pod. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving week. Um, yeah, he had a speech delay. He got diagnosed through our regional center. I think all states have regional centers. They have them in California. Um, you can self-refer. It's for early intervention up to age three. And um, yeah, it was great. We got free speech therapy for a year. You can So you can call up your regional center and just be like, I think my child has a speech delay and they are legally required to evaluate them. So, um, yeah, so you can do that. Thanks, government handouts. <laughs> All right. Um, we have a voicemail. Hi, Matt and Dory. It's uh, 10.30 at night. I live in Australia, and I just had to pause the pod because you're talking about the bluey garbage truck, and I just had to tell you that my two-year-old got that for his birthday in July, and it's now... November and it is his most prized possession and we have just this week started watching the bin night episode four to six times in a row until I cut him off (laughs) Um, it's his absolute favorite bluey episode ever and I'm going to send you a photo I'll show you every day he actually brings his bins out um, and uses the truck to empty them and then puts them away again and narrates the whole thing to me because he's two and a half and he never stops talking. Um, <laughs> yeah. So my name's Edwina and I'm in Australia in Brisbane. Uh, I have no idea how big my house is. We did this once and it's, it's slightly larger than your um, first house, but not much. And I have two science babies, two cats. I don't eat hot dogs. I hate them. Um, <laughs> I like the, cocktail wieners sure um, we call them cheerios for some reason um in the state that i live in that's news and i don't know i think my tv is about 55 inches my husband brought it home without asking um, <laughs> it's really big okay thank you bye um you know it's funny you bring that up edwina because that is actually in the in on the henry's christmas bin what on his christmas list it's on the this is these are things that i'm getting henry for christmas i suppose we <laughs> but it's in the car i'm just saying the list i'm talking about the list i don't oh. mean like who actually gets the gift I'm talking about it's a list that i have going over on my amazon account uh-huh that's all okay the house too okay there's a bluey house oh wow Okay. And then a bluey hoodie. Wow. Yeah. There was a... But he was watching. He watches Midnight. He's watched Midnight the last couple of nights in a row, actually. There was a funny little, like, side 
story on Abbott Elementary recently where one of the kids was obsessed with Bluey. Um, what are the ages on that? Is it like K kid? through? Yeah, it's like I get most of the kids that they show are like K through three. Or You're something. okay to unplug that. Oh, okay, thank you. Um, I just didn't want the tension of the other the cable. You know, sure, sure. Eh, podcasts aren't they fun? <laughs> um. Okay. So this is from. Did she say how to pronounce her name? No. Elial? Elial? Mm. Um, and this was in reference to our stroller discussion from a few weeks ago. Yeah, people talking Vista, people talking Mockingbird, people yeah. talking... And I was like, oh yeah, I've heard of this Mockingbird stroller that people seem into, but I think it came out like after Henry was born, and I've never used it, but people seem to like it. Well, mm-hmm. was I wrong? I don't think you were wrong because all you said was people seem to be into it. Yeah, well, I guess people were into it until. Oh no! Dot dot dot. Um. Okay. So, uh, Elil writes. So after many recent instances of feeling the urge to quote pause the pod and compose an email. Ending up in me succumbing to baby-induced exhaustion and putting down my phone in favor of a much-needed nap, I had to pause the pod and write you after hearing the Mockingbird issues mentioned. I am the mom whose recent post recounting how our Mockingbird single-to-double-effing snapped in half with my toddler and baby in it in the middle of a busy NYC intersection went viral on Facebook and Reddit, and after much battling involving the CPSC and the media after the manufacturer pretty much left me no choice, led to a partial, quote, voluntary recall. My toddler ended up face first in the asphalt, and my baby had been dropped into our stroller storage basket. Thankfully, they were both strapped in, and the light didn't change at the crosswalk until we were closer to the sidewalk. But the mental images from that afternoon kept playing in my head in a loop for weeks after, as I as I guess could be expected for anyone with anxiety issues. To summarize, yes, there absolutely have been issues with this stroller. The company insists that these are only in specific lots of the single to double model and has mm. emailed customers prompting them to check their respective strollers lot numbers. But uh, the same company had also acted like what had happened to my family was a weird freak accident that they'd never heard of before. Something that proved to be false pretty quickly as after my post gained attention, I began to be flooded with private messages from other parents who had experienced eerily similar, if not identical, frame breaks. Several families reported issues with the single model as well, the most common being broken crossbars and front wheels popping off. It is precisely because of this response and general lack of productivity on MB's part that I kept pushing with the CPSC and urging any other parents I spoke with to gather evidence and submit official reports to the CPSC. Speaking to the CPSC, who were super professional and helpful, refreshing and unexpected for a government agency, the investigators had mentioned that one of the issues that sets them back when it comes to product safety recalls is that even when they experience hazardous outcomes or major fails, consumers are hesitant to report it to the agency if they end up doing it at all. Some may not even know there's a place to lodge a complaint or find the process tedious or too consumed with whatever else. It's this lack of reporting that ultimately contributes to consumers remaining unaware and potentially unsafe products staying on the market longer than they should. While, Mark, while Mockingbird initially insisted there is no actual problem that merits a recall, 
With more and more parents coming out of the woodwork and having gotten consumer reports and other media involved, they reversed course and agreed to a voluntary rehaul where the proposed fix is that parents will be able to order a complimentary reinforcement kit from Mockingbird and patch up the frames of their single to double models. While some action is better than no action, I remain in my belief that their products are not safe and my faith as a parent in their ability to deliver a safe design for a stroller to ferry two kids in is irreparably broken. I don't think it's a true fix to essentially be telling parents that it is up to them to use a handful of plastic reinforcement parts to fix what is more likely than not a major design oversight and engineering flaw, but hoping that my skepticism is misplaced. Now we won't see more children getting hurt a few months from now after these reinforcements have been added. Mm. After our entire deal with Mockingbird, I was too traumatized to even look at other strollers, but after a lot of homework and research, opted for the Cybex Gazelle S, which would allow us the type of configuration we were after. Baby can ride at the higher position, close to mom and dad, sleeker and more narrow fold, ease of placement into car trunks, etc. For folks who are on a tighter budget, for a single to double, I'd recommend the Even Flow Pivot Expand, which is my super, st- which is super sturdy. Offers terrific maneuverability, deep seats that seem way more comfy for my kids than the Uppa Baby or Mockingbird, an ample storage basket, and a fan-fucking-tastic ride-along board for toddlers. Also, their customer service has been excellent at every interaction we've had with them, despite having gotten a secondhand model to help hold us over after the Mockingbird debacle. Anyway, this got really long really fast. What I'd originally wanted to write to you guys about was this crazy story out of Israel the world's leader in IVF, where there was apparently a huge chain failure resulting in a massive switcheroo between frozen embryos being returned to the wrong parents. Whoopsie. The fate of all involved is still being decided through the court system in what can only be described as an extremely terrifying modern day King Solomon's baby trial. And I'm horrified to even think through all the options those involved are facing because what can really be a good outcome in this scenario? The hospital itself has admitted there is no real way to, to know just how many families and embryos may have been impacted. I remember that a while ago you had mentioned a similar story, probably smaller scale at a clinic stateside and was curious to hear the community's thoughts. I will walk away from my keyboard now. Aleel, 900 plus square feet plus a large private outdoor space we use for COVID panic gardening. In NYC, housing two adults, one three-year-old and one nine-month-old. So many more hot dogs than is likely healthy for us, Mm. given that my husband treated himself to an acorn Kamado grill. And our toddler agrees to eat them. Sadly, no Costco hot dogs because that would likely require us heading out to the burbs, but it's on our bucket list. Hmm. Well. Wow. Lots to unpack. Lots to unpack. Mostly, we had a celebrity listening. The Mockingbird Mom. (laughs) Who now is like, don't get a mockingbird. That's what these are the takeaways. Don't get a mockingbird. Don't everyone. get a mockingbird. Definitely do not get a mockingbird. Wow. That I I also read through the entire Reddit thread and it is quite terrifying. I mean, of course it is. It's like I don't know. Look, they never unless you're du- unless they're double wide like stroller like top stacking strollers never made sense to me yeah it's like it's like pushing bunk beds down the street it's like why would you do that (laughs) Uh, yeah i'm like no one looks comfortable i'm like not even bunk beds that are stacked exactly on top of each other but like ones that are offset yeah let's get these offset bunk beds and push them down the street (laughs) 
Oh gosh. Um, well, thank you for sharing this and I'm glad that you and your family are okay. This story out of Israel is wild. And yeah, I mean, that's like a, it's like a fertility clinic's worst nightmare. Jeez. Um, okay. Another email about strollers from Annalise. I have a baby jogger double stroller that I got secondhand on Facebook Marketplace. It has some small tears, but it's held up well over the last two years. We don't use it all that often, but it is large enough for my four and seven-year-old to still fit in. We just took off the canopy on the side where my daughter sits as she's a bit too tall with it on. My brother and sister-in-law have three kids, four, two, and seven months, and they have a wonder wagon. They love it and use it all the time. It seems like a great alternative for carting around more than one kid and all their stuff. Thanks for the pod. It's like checking in with friends, and I've recommended it to several friends and family who have been struggling with infertility. Annalise, in Austin suburb, 3,400 square feet with husband, two kids, two dogs, probably over 30 hot dogs in 2022, all beef as we are Jewish and don't eat pork. Mm. Um, And then she followed up with two things. One, the baby jogger does well on rough terrain. The Wonder Wagon does really great. I cackled out loud when Matt said, as a wise man once said, there are good people on both sides when talking about New Hampshire. <laughs> That's real dumb. I thank you for cackling it. Um, My stupidity. Do we, can we hear another voicemail or is that going to be? Oh, I didn't realize that there was more on the way. Yeah. We don't, I mean, we don't have to listen to you it. You could have told me. Well, it was in the document. Ay, ay, ay. I could have right ahead. Yeah. Oh, it looks like I forgot to look at any new voicemails this week. Oh, no. Whoopsie doops. Um, ooh. We're going to get this show down pat pretty soon. We've only been doing it for five years, six years. Six years. God. Okay. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Um, I just wanted to pipe in about the stroller conversation that was happening last week. Um, I noticed that no one mentioned Graco strollers, um, and I'm not really sure why that is, but Graco really um, served us well through two kids. Um, I had a three-wheel stroller that was just fantastic um, off-road and on-road, fantastic turn radius, um, could run with it. I'm not a runner, but you could have run with it. Um, and then a double stroller that we actually bought from someone else secondhand. Um, and I just recently sold it to someone else, third hand, fourth hand. I don't even know if I got it second or third. Um, but it was uh, super durable. Um, that one was super heavy because it was a double stroller. But both of those strollers have the Click Connect system where you can just click the bassinet um, straight from the car seat to the stroller um, when they were real little, um, and it was just perfect for our needs. So um, I don't know why no one has mentioned those yet, but I just wanted to throw that into the conversation. Uh, all right. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for throwing that into the conversation. Yeah. All right. Greco. Richard Greco. Um, and then we also got some emails about New England. Hmm. Um, this is from anonymous and this was in reference to Matt and I 
agreeing that we did not want to move to New Hampshire for a variety of reasons. This is true. Anonymous concurs <laughs> and says, I am unfortunately a New Hampshire native who is currently still trapped in this hellhole of a state. <laughs> yes, New Hampshire is a beautiful place to live, but that is only an appearance. Here's a list of everything wrong with this state. One, we pay almost no taxes, so we get no services. Example of this, New Hampshire students are either first or second in indebtedness after college, depending mm, on your source. Sure. Two, the free staters, the carpetbaggers move in from other states in hope of making New Hampshire a libertarian utopia. Um, high property taxes. We have no income taxes, so we have to get money from somewhere. The property taxes are insane. <laughs> this translates to higher rents and the poorer residents spending more of their income on taxes than wealthier residents, whether directly or indirectly. Mm. Our public transit is mainly buses that almost no one takes within cities, although they are popular to and from Boston. Aside from trains into Portsmouth, we have no trains to and from Boston into New Hampshire. It would make sense to extend the commuter rail, but New Hampshire residents keep saying no. It's pretty easy to do, actually, because of the rail. Last stop is Lowell. Oh. And Lowell's basically on the New Hampshire border. Yeah. I mean, you know, if we don't count Drake it, which no one does. Wow. <laughs> Rude. Um, my walkable-ish Manchester neighborhood isn't walkable in the winter. I'm lucky, though. Most of the state isn't walkable. Right. Um update it seems like the commuter rail may finally happen fingers crossed and then mm. she included uh a link to the union leader commuter rail moving ahead but planning on track through at least 2023 <laughs> way to go we're gonna plan for another year <laughs> the slow moving project of connecting new hampshire to the boston commuter rail system seems closer than it has in years but there are still years of planning and design before work Look begins. Look at it. From Nashville, the train would continue on the existing commuter rail line in Lowell, Massachusetts. There we go. I knew it. The project has picked up steam this year. No pun intended. I would say don't do it because Lowell doesn't need that riffraff. <laughs> They'll use 30 miles of existing track along the Merrimack River to run several trains from Manchester to Boston's North Station with potential stops in Bedford with a shuttle to the Manchester Airport, downtown Nashua, and the south end of Nashua. Wow. Wait, there was a commuter train to Nashua as recently as the 80s. I wonder what happened. Fascinating. Tracks have been maintained for freight, but are somewhat neglected. Oh, Nashua hopes the train will help spur the revitalization or redevelopment of the Pheasant Lane Mall. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Does anyone need some tax-free clothes? Oh, yeah. Um, okay, five. She's not done yet you here. buy tax-free clothes in Massachusetts. <laughs> oh, that's true. Tax-free... Clothes and food. Computers? There you go. Uh, minimum wage is only the federal wage of seven twenty-five an hour. I pay $1,045 a month for a studio apartment, and that is considered Jesus. cheap. We have a massive housing shortage and a huge homelessness problem. Do the math on that. I have more complaints that I cannot think of now, but if you read this on the pod, thank you for listening to my rant. I will be moving out of the state eventually, but for now, this is where I'm stuck. I hope Henry is feeling better. Uh, anonymous, small studio apartment in Manchester, too many hot dogs to count, cats and partner, 55-inch TV. Well. Wow. Thank you for your succinct list of things wrong with New Hampshire. <laughs> that was very entertaining to me. 
And also, like, you know, uh, affirming. That's because boots on the ground knowledge. Exactly. Right? Like, I was just like, ah, I, don't, I don't think I would want to move to New Hampshire. And it then, has never, New Hampshire's never felt right to me. No, exactly. Something is off it's about like, that what's state. what's going on here? Yes, exactly. They couldn't even keep the old man of the mountain up. And they still use it as their fucking state logo. Oh, gosh. Um, all right. Then Heather wanted to put in a plug for Portland, Maine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She says, in Portland, we have a Whole Foods, Market Basket, Hannaford, mm. and Trader Joe's all year round. That's pretty good. The rest of the state, it would just be Hannaford. <laughs> It is quieter in the winter, but in the more populated areas like Portland, people still go out and do things. It is cold, but arguably is one of the more climate change resistant spots as long as you are not in a house directly on the coast. In my opinion, I will take a cold winter in order to have a moderate and pleasant summer, fall, and spring. I'm I'm in on this. The winter is a good time for hosting others, cuddling up in a blanket, or going out for some indoor activities. Or if you're really meant to be in New England, you can cross country, downhill ski, or snowshoe, etc. That's it. I'm snowshoeing. My stats have not changed since the last time I wrote in. I'm in Portland, Maine. No hot dogs. We have one 32-inch TV. My husband thinks it's too small. Thanks, Story, for pointing out I do not have a 32-inch tall husband. He's normal height. We were in an apartment that is somewhere between 12 and 1,500 square feet. Average height. Normal's relative. That's a very good point. Thank you, Matt. Hi, I'm Matt. The most observant person there is when it comes (laughs) to the feelings of all. Okay. Um, well, that, that that brings us to the end of the show. I'm not familiar. You Some people keep, might not want the show to end. We should want, keep it going. Do you want to keep going? Well, they can do that on Patreon. Oh, yeah. Head over to patreon.com mm. forward slash excellent adventure and, you know, sign up. Get some get some back catalogs. Hundreds of episodes. Some back catalogs. Get some front catalogs. There's just catalogs everywhere. So many. Um, that's at patreon.com slash excellent adventure. And thank you to the following supporters. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth Brandt. Elizabeth K. Elizabeth Kanami. Uh, Emily Harden, Heidi Phelps, Jane Ennis, Jen Brennan, Jesse Labadee, Justine Adamick, Katie Davenport, Kara Holt, Laura Bennett, Laura Madge, Lauren Cephalo, Lisa Bove, Lydia, Mara Foss, Martha Miller, Mary Messick, Mary Myra, Maude Tremblay, Melanie Bronbeck, Nicola Skidmore, Pamela Carpenter, uh, Pat Matthews. Uh, Machevsky. Machevsky is what we landed on. Phoebe Boone. Rachel Kuzma. Rachel O'Connell. Rob Bean. Samantha. Shauna Mandel. Susanna Perez. And Zoe Lawrence. Thank you for supporting the show. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.